stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. What's up, everybody? Hello. We're in November. Yeah, we are. It's going to be November 3rd today. Woohoo. Holy smoke us. Oh my gosh. I am going future in time. I will, by the time, well, maybe not by the time you listen to this, but this day, November 3rd, 2021, I'm getting my Moderna booster shot. Woo, yay, yeah. boost those antibodies, babe. Yeah, let's do it. Woohoo! I'm very excited Hopefully about that. by this time I will have gotten my flu shot. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, go. <sighs> go, wonderful human. I go. know. I haven't exactly had a lot of time. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Corey has been moving. I've been moving, but I've been able to cook in our new kitchen. And it's a gas range, and it's just the best. How amazing. My mom made chicken and leftover soup last night, which was incredible. And then today, at about like three, she started cooking a stew. And the house smelled so good <laughs> that, like, I couldn't focus on my job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. I have that to look forward to when I get home. Oh, that is so nice. Yeah. We're here. We're here. And we're going to be talking about sacred space and creating your altar and altars and creativity and dedications and all that good jazz yeah it's gonna be really fun i'm very excited yeah since it is november yes it's weird talking in the future in the future past yeah in the future past it's i feel weird, like but it will be it'll be past i feel like and i don't know if anybody out there can relate yeah but i feel like october didn't get enough of a swing at it <sighs> So I'm just going to kind of pretend that November is also October. You know, it's so interesting because somebody was saying they were going to start putting their stuff away. And even though we got our stuff out early this year, I feel like, no. No. We, st we still, we, because it's been so raining, did not put out our lights that line our oh, walkway yet. Sure, so we're sure. going to do that tomorrow. A.K.A. Like, the 29th of October. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm looking forward to decorating for Christmas, but <laughs> I also don't... I'm not ready for Samhain to be over. I'm not I'm either. not ready for Halloween to be over. I'm not ready for any of it to be over. And I don't think I will be in three or four days either. No. Something feels different this year. Yeah. I'm just clinging on because, like, I keep Halloween in my heart all the year yeah, long. Absolutely. So it's all I don't Hallows, even I don't yeah. even have a chance to like wear a costume this year yeah. and I love costumes. So it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But there are a lot of holidays to come up that may be done by the time you hear this. And I have Los tentative and... I have tentative plans for a photo shoot with a friend so I can get all dressed what? up in my fancy stuff whenever I want. And oh yes, gosh. Dia de los Muertos is, is November 1st, so we're yeah. past that as well. Um, so I hope that, you know, may your ofrendas be full and may mm. your loved ones feel loved. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about altars. Are you talking okay. talk about altars? I totally am. Okay. And weirdly enough, I have library stuff. I have nothing except my own brain and my charm. Is that, <laughs> you always have your I own brain. I always have my charm. charm. Your charm is just awesome. so charming. You are. But <laughs> So uh, let's head out to the library. Yeah, let's do it. 
All right, I'm not used to taking the lead on this, but here we go. Oh my. All right. Also, I have no idea what she's bringing to the table here you today. Don't. So, this could go anyway. It's true. It totally <laughs> it's gonna could. It's going to be great. Uh, let me talk first about my resources. Okay. The Witch's Bible. Mm -hmm. Scott Cunningham, just about anything he wrote, but specifically uh, Scott Cunningham for Solitary Witches. Okay. The Witch's Altar by Jason Mankey and Tempest Zakoff. My own experience mm -hmm. and many of my Book of Shadows that I pulled out and looked at. And it was so interesting watching how my altars have changed mm. over the years. Same. And uh, Olivia from Witch of Wonderlust. Oh, I'm okay. I'm going to call a couple specific things out that she says about altars and also a specific spell that's out there. By the time you hear this, it will have been out a couple of weeks on her YouTube channel. And I, I just find her enchanting and <laughs> delightful and a really great example of how to live a witch life but also even though yes a lot of her stuff is witch focused she's kind of shifting that and she's living an, a regular quote regular life with <laughs> magical peppered in and she kind of had this great talk about that anyway that's about her go check her out she is one of my sources and our long Lost old time religion. <laughs> Wikipedia. Wikipedia. No, Lord. not really. I love your honorifics, and but no, there are some great articles linked at the bottom of that page, but I haven't actually read the page. But one of the oldest altars they found is the Chauvet Cave in France. You know what? I've decided to learn French, German, Arabic, and <laughs> all of that good kind of stuff because I just need to. You handle those um, and I'll handle okay. Sanskrit and okay. ancient, like, <laughs> Aztec. All you French people out there, you're probably going, oh, da 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 But that cave in southern France, and there's overwhelming evidence that it has the first altar. Can you say the name of it one more time? I believe it's called, here, why don't I spell it? C-H-A-U-V-E-T. Chauvet, Chauvet probably is what it is. Yeah. It <laughs> Anybody that is a native <laughs> French speaker is like, ow, my ears, they're bleeding. I couldn't let it go. I had to go and look it up. It is Chauvet. One of the things that I absolutely love is that they were able to date it because of bear DNA that they found. That's amazing. I know. And there's an article from the New Scientist. Bear DNA is a clue to the age of the Chauvet cave art. It's a really great article. So they think that's one of the first altars. There's a rock in the middle of the cave that they think probably fell but a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And that's what was used. They found tools and stuff on it. So if you want to do a deep dive into that history, they think that's one of the oldest ones. And then the next oldest one is in Turkey, yet oh. another country of another language I don't speak. You don't speak Turkish? Gobekli Tepe. I did look this up and tried to listen to it, so hopefully that's right. Gobekli Tepe in Turkey, and it was built over 11,600 11, years ago. Wowzers. Yeah, I know. And it's older than Stonehenge, and it's even older than the pyramids. No, okay. I just got to interject very quickly. Okay, please. No shade on Stonehenge. Stonehenge freaking rules. But <laughs> people are always like, it's so old, and like... There are yeah. so many cool things 
that are so much older than so many there are so many older things i feel like somehow stonehenge has become our like benchmark for this is ancient yeah and mystical and it's like well yeah yeah it is but what i found shocking is that that the altar in turkey Mm -hmm. is older than the pyramid that's wild i know like those are very old in case you don't know every once in a while i go is anything older than the pyramids right weren't those our ancestors who came and placed them down there and the alien race started you know humanity lord i mean mean, come on people goodness sake yeah all right so that's a really brief history of altars and you can find altars in the bible that's where i first heard about altars yeah was with isaac abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac on the altar and God spoke and said, don't do it, dude. There's altars in every church. Yeah. And Catholic churches are famous for them. And they have certain things on them like, oh, I don't know. Incense. Chalice. Wine. I don't. Yeah. Stuff like that. Who would have. Bread. What? I know. Really inventive, right? So I love the Catholic church, by the way. Okay. Love is strong, but I appreciate them. I don't love the church, but Uh. I, I love a lot of their stuff i think it's i just spend a lot of my time (laughs) laughing about how much of it is clearly like witch yeah and don't come at us about that because yes i know we know a fact that not everything was appropriated by christians and stuff like that but there is actual historical evidence that points to the catholic church taking some of that stuff which is why the catholic church was considered a cult by regular christians and protestants for a very long time okay i totally just went down a rabbit hole let's go back to altars, altars. i've i've been having a lot yeah. of discussions recently yeah. about the catholic church so i'm i'm ready to come yeah. out you know throwing hands there you go i'm like feeling spicy but we don't have the time well the reason that i want to bring them up is because also especially if you've been listening to our last couple of episodes we've talked about <laughs> pixar you know who you are i just did that for you the pixar trek um, Picatrix. Picatrix, which I guess I called Pixar at one Did point. Did you? The, you need to, we got this fabulous oh email. My you know what? Gosh. I, I'll talk about it That's so towards funny. the end in the Sparks, and I'll keep focused. But anyway, okay. in the Picatrix, and also in the Key of Solomon, and also in a book that's attributed to the to Solomon, mm-hmm. all that black magic stuff, there's so much sacrifice. Mm. And that's been a debate among modern witches and it has since wicca made its way over here to america and british we talk about the fact that you do not have to sacrifice live things there are different types of sacrifice and offerings are different than sacrifice and depending on how you loosely you want to interpret one could say that sacrifice of your time yeah and we talked a lot about it well we some of the speakers talked a lot about it at SoMoteThatCon and talked about the difference between offerings and sacrifice. And altars are a place where you would practice that part of your craft. Is It's part of where you make offerings. So what is an altar? This is still library stuff. Yeah. So it you sounds can, like a definition yeah. coming. So well, that's, that's a... If you look it up... It says the table in a Christian church at which the bread and wine are consecrated in communion services. Well, now, if that isn't... 
But the next definition is a table or flat top block used as the focus for religious ritual, especially for making sacrifices or offers to a deity, which is also different. So there are a lot of different types of altars, and we'll talk about that out at the bonfire. But the first places you can see them, uh, even though they don't call it an altar, I don't think they do. In the Key of Solomon, they definitely do in the three books of the occult. It is a place where you go nowadays. So let's talk about now. It's a place where you go for devotion or ancestor or a temporary altar for abundance, which I'm going to talk about and refer you to Olivia's money bowl for that place where you set up for blessings, fertility, uh, meditation, creativity, inspiration for creativity. If you're a writer or an artist or an actor or, you know, a place for your business place for daily celebrations we have seasonal altars like right now I have my Samhain All Hallows Day of the Saints altar up and for some people it's the fall altar or the winter altar or the spring altar so there are tons of different types and we'll talk more about those when we get out to the bonfire that is for a witch a place where we can do our spell work It's important to consecrate it. Uh, Cast a circle, consecrate it. It is a liminal space, but not all the time. Refer to our casting a circle episode. Oh, yes. uh, Where we talk about how to cleanse your space. And we also have just a short extrasode. I think it's our very first extrasode. Oh, yeah. Where we go through casting a circle with you if you want to take that one. And again, there are lots of different ways to cast your circle. In modern day... When we're using altars for meditation, devotion, or specifically for spell work and manifestation, I really like the idea that Olivia threw out recently, uh, The Witch of Wonderlust. And that is, it is a, she didn't say it's a living, breathing thing, but she did say the words, you really need to feed your altar. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the idea that when we talk about offerings or sacrifices, that we share part of our dessert. I made pumpkin bread and I shared some with Corey and I'm going to share a huge portion of it with my Samhain altar Mm. and do a ritual around that and offer it to the goddess. And also it will be part, part of that will be part of my cakes and ales that night. Nice. There's no really wrong way to have your personal altar. You can have it outside. You can have it inside. You can have it small. You can be in the closet. Oh, my gosh. I think an altar for a witch in the closet is one of the easiest things. I know that sounds weird, but it is. You can keep it in a shoebox and open it up. And there it is. There's your altar. Portable is rad. Mm -hmm. And you can, well, I'll, nope, nope. I'm going to hold it in. I'm going to hold it in until we get out there. And then, of course, as we were alluding to when we were talking about the Catholic Church, there are tools mm. that you put on your altar, which is how they found some of these historical altars. And they know that they were for religious ceremony is because a lot of the tools started to look the same. And for witches, there's an athame and a pentacle. There is a chalice. There's salt. There's water. There's incense. I, when I first started, I had a bell. Oh, yeah. And I still sometimes for some of my rituals will use a bell and I use I have a bell. Oh, cool. Something in common. Incense. And sometimes now I also use my singing bowl. I have a singing bowl as well. Yeah. And it really... There's nothing like a resonant sound like that to really shake the junk out of a space. There's not. Yeah. And I am nature bound. I put water on and a candle as well on, on my altar. And I 
am really drawn to nature and not all witches are, <laughs> which I I remember the first time I was like, what? You're not? What? <laughs> and they're just not, you know, they're still witches. They do witchy things. They just don't, you know, like to get dirty. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I have to vacuum my space all the time because I've got rosemary and dirt from my rose garden in here. Yeah. I've vacuumed within an inch of its life before Corey came over today and there's still dirt on the floor. I wouldn't know. So, I have shoes on. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Let's head out to the bonfire. Let's do it. I'm getting jazzed. Okay. What kind of altars do you have? I just talked a lot. I like listening to it. Um, <laughs> I have... Since moving into the old apartment, I had a more permanent altar space Mm -hmm. where I could light a candle every day. Uh, And I have moved that into the new house. And uh, I have a foldable square table that Mm I reclaimed and painted uh, that I use when I want to, like, do work outside. Nice. So I can just kind of carry my little doodad out there. And uh, it's smallish, so I don't. I I sometimes will bring my my big altar that I have indoors outdoors. It's a piece of wood that I've painted. I believe I posted it on Instagram. It's beautiful. A while back, um, like it was one of the very first yeah couple weeks, and you posted yeah. that. It's gorgeous. I love it, and I take that part of it very seriously. The like creating the surface. That's very important to mm-hmm. me because then I get to decide where everything goes. But I don't have like, well, that's not true. I do have a couple of things that are always the same, but sometimes those things do grow or alter or change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the center, I have like my candle and it's sitting on a, like a disc, like a wooden disc that I can put crystals and and flower petals and salt and things around would, the candle. That would be a pen. A pentacle. That'd be a pentacle, sort of, yeah. Because remember, pentacles are different than pentagrams, they everybody. Are. Go listen to the pentacles episode. <laughs> I have to tell myself that all, all the time. The time. <laughs> I was literally thinking about the pentacles episode today. Yeah. Uh, but I have a disc that I put my candle on so I can, um, I can put, when I'm out in the world and my deity says, I want that, mm. I can pluck a flower or, or bring whatever to the altar and set it there. And then, like, she tells me when it's time to get stuff off of there. Um, I have recently begun using, I used to use just kind of any candle. I've recently begun using the big, like, emergency pillar candles in the glass because I can dress it a way that I enjoy. Like, I can paint the outside and I actually recently finally found the way to dress my deity candle the way that feels right. So that's very cool. I like to paint that i'm very like crafty hands-on person with my altar um but i'm also like very i just like intuitively feel or decide like this needs to go here i love that but when i'm doing a like a ritual like a holiday ritual or something mm-hmm. uh i'm pretty specific like my athame is on the right my cauldron's on the left like my bell is in the center like it's very my my uh, god and goddess candles are left and right or i guess right and left respectively and they're also decorated white pillar candles and i i just i just kind of feel it out because like so much of my practice i read a lot about how to set up an altar and i think that 
it can be important to learn the rules before you break them. <laughs> and then so, you can break them. And then you can break them. But the, my question then is, mm-hmm. who who set those rules? Was it a Wicca rule uh, or altar? It was, I think it was, I read Scott Cunningham's Living yeah. Wicca. Yeah. And he talked about how to set up your altar. And I was like, I'll keep this and this. And then yeah. I won't keep that. And then I think I'll keep this, but not that. Yeah, he was where I started as well. Yeah. And it is a great framework to get an idea of what you might deem important on Mm -hmm. your altar. Mm -hmm. But it's by no means a blueprint. You don't have to do it that way. You don't. It can be anything that is meaningful to you. Because, you know what, I've just been, it's just been so, it's just been singing to my soul Mm -hmm. is how living and breathing witchcraft is and we talk so much about the research which i love love it totally love it but i've also seen and i i try i'm trying even harder right now to just like block out negative nancy's Mm. and sorry if your name is nancy Uh, (laughs) but i'm just trying to whatever you know i and i'm seeing a ton of videos on that and i just want to i i don't want to focus on that mm-hmm. but I do want to focus on the fact that because we practice because we are doing things witchcraft our craft is living and breathing and we are adding to it mm. and changing it and you know just like Courtney's book Hakate or Hecate her stories in there really inspired me to think about the fact that in a hundred years somebody's going to look back at that book and it's going to be what we're looking back or in 400 years somebody's going to look back and look at that personal gnosis and that personal gnosis is going to be something that they draw on Mm. because she had that experience so we are adding to this craft i think by sharing what we're doing and now it's so much more public Mm -hmm. and (laughs) kitty i think too i think too as like to your point about it like being like this living breathing thing yeah when you're getting started or maybe you've been a witch for a long time and you've just really never thought about having a dedicated altar space, draw on what you know of the elements, of the ingredients you like, of the colors you like. The herbs, what it is that you associate with. You could have like a strictly astrological altar. Yes. And you could frame your whole altar around the movement of the planets. So that was one of the things that I wanted to talk about is the type of different altars. So you have a deity altar. I I do as well. Yeah. You set up an altar altar for your rituals and you have a specific way to do that. Sometimes I do that on my deity altar depending on what time of year it is because if it's like Yule, Mm -hmm. doing my stuff outside is hard because it's very cold. Oof, kitties are in the house tonight. Everybody's sorry. So I have a ton of altars. Corey is looking at some of them right now, my deity altar, and some of them I keep hidden, even from my wife. There are others that are private to me because they're private. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like secretive. 100%. Yeah, about certain things. And But I have a ton of different types. I have a creativity altar. I have an ancestor altar that I take up and down and I'm thinking about trying to find a place to leave it permanently that's the other thing too everybody is that your altar doesn't have to be permanent like 
outdoor altars. I do a ton of outdoor altars, mm-hmm. and I've got a couple that are permanent. I think I will too now that I have the space for yeah, it. Yeah, right. And but not all of them are. And when you're doing that, make sure you're being ecologically kind to the world. Don't put out anything that could hurt an animal if yep. it eats it. That yep. kind of thing. Be careful with all that. But yeah. there are so many different types of. I mean, sometimes like when I was doing my jump in the in the ocean. I would take down little things with me and I'd set them out around where I was sitting mm. and I would jump in the water and do my thing and come back and sit with my altar items that I brought down and then pack them up and take them away. Yeah. It's a temporary altar. You could take a basket full of mm. pine cones and rocks and yep. and bread and take it out into the woods and set up a little space and then take it back with you. Yeah. So that's the thing to remember, too, is yeah. just ha- it ri- I think ritual altars are really, in my opinion, are really different than setting up yeah. seasonal altars or daily altars. See, or- and my altar is like the little black dress that I accessorize with whatever it is that I'm Got working it. on. See? So if you don't have the space, for example, for that, to have like rad altar boxes all over your cool office um messy office it's it rad messy. it's rad in here you should see the incredible artwork that uh, betta has hung because it looks great on that wall i'm working on it It looks great in here you've Thank done you. so much since i've been here last. i'm working i have a problem with clutter yeah, which is why me altars too. are good for me altars are great just set stuff on it um no intentionally set stuff on it but exactly if you don't have the space for multiple yeah. altars you can just retrofit the one you use every day yeah to be whatever you need or also if you like you know those things that you get to put like a spoon on when Mm -hmm. you're cooking Mm -hmm. that's a perfect shape for a little altar so are shelves yeah little shelves in front of your books if you you can't do little things in front of books that you have read and you want to keep and you don't take out all the time if you can't sacrifice shelf space because (laughs) real estate is expensive where you live if you have an extra bowl yep put it on your windowsill in the kitchen so that is one of the things that uh, the Witch of Wonderlust does. Yeah. She has, it'll be October 27th, I think. If you look back at YouTube, you can find her newest Money Bowl spell. And mm. it is just magical. And again, I go back to that. Your your altar should be, it's it should be something you're interacting with. Yeah. And I like the way she says it. It should be something you feed. Yeah, I love that verbiage. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because you don't necessarily have to feed it physical items. You, no. have to, you have to feed it your attention, though. Yeah, like a book. Like a... Yes! So I'm really getting more and more into deity work. Yeah, same. Expanding my deities that I'm working with. And so bringing them things that you know they like. Yeah. Or things, or things that, that they, they ask for. Or, or things they ask for or things they can use or you think they can use. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I get asked for whiskey all the time. I get asked for the randomest stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's as simple as, I don't like these rocks anymore. I want different <laughs> rocks. And I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. All right. I got you. I'll get you new pretty rocks. Do you have an ancestor altar? No, but I yeah. I do that work um, not necessarily at my altar. I do that. I do a lot of that work um, journaling and like um, path working. Got it. Which is usually like a bathtub thing. Um, I love that. I like to sit in the bathtub and uh, like light a candle and that I use that to like trance. I love that. So, do you have a bath caddy? I do have a bath caddy and I love my bath caddy. Oh, bath, bath caddies caddy. are the best, everyone. If you have a bathtub and you like to take baths, because not everybody does. No, I get that. That's true. But if you do, if you get a bath caddy and a bath pillow, I swear to God, 
best investment. My bath pillow popped. I still don't have a bath pillow. Oh, you need a new bath pillow. I need a new bath pillow. But here's the other thing, too. I have certain things on my bath caddy because it's like an altar. It's like a little altar. Yeah. When I set up my bath caddy, it's very deliberate. And I never thought of it as an altar. But it kind of is because usually I'm like, I have my journal. I have a cocktail. I have a little snack. I have, you know, all the things. I have a pretty rock. Yeah. I have a fire altar to a specific being that is in the south and that is one of the only ones other than my ritual altars that I use the cardinal directions for because I know a lot of people very specifically go to specific Mm. directions and set them in those places and and I think that's great I don't think it's absolutely necessary especially if like you said you don't have a lot of real estate my altar faces the south I think yeah so north is where I'm sitting, mm-hmm. which is fine, which is great. My altar where it's set up in my office, if I'm sitting at it, I am looking south. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you do what you do and you do what you want to do and you yeah. put things on there that are meaningful. Guess what I realized today What as I was prepping for this hmm. that I don't have? What? And I will be changing this, everyone, ASAP. I do not have for me. A health altar. Oh, Dada. I know. I have one for you other people. You of all people. I have one for other people. Let's. I'm interested <laughs> to see how this helps or affects or changes things I for you. I am too. Because. I am too. I have a chronic illness, everyone. I don't think I've talked about that the before. The fact that you don't have an altar for I your know. health is shocking to it's me. It's not like my deed and I don't talk about it. I mean, I have a talisman and I do spells around myself for my own healing. I mean, it's not like I don't do anything. I just don't have an altar for just my health. Oh, also, really important reminder. Please do not substitute that for medical care. No, absolutely not. As with all things on our as with all things on yeah. our podcast and our newsletter, magic is in addition to the medical care you are receiving. It is in addition to, it is not in place of. Mm-hmm. Magic and science are interwoven, in my opinion, yep. and can really help each other. It, but it's been very interesting. I, we have a lot of healing to do of the earth and of the soil so that we can heal ourselves. Heck yeah. yeah when you said the thing it? about the bears, yeah. the bear DNA, all I could think in my head in that moment was, man, science is so magical. Science is so cool. Science is so magical. I know. It is. That's wild. I know. It's Nothing great. makes sense. I love it. So to sum it all up, everyone, there are tons of different types of altars. And what you have on it is up to you. The history is not something you have to follow as far as sacrificing. If you want to sacrifice something like... I don't know, something that's hard for you to give, like a specific gem that you don't want to part with or mm. whatever like that, which you're not really parting with it because it's on your altar unless mm. you're taking it somewhere and leaving it. The gods and goddesses, if you're working with deities, never want you to sacrifice something so you can't pay your rent. No. You know, and that kind of stuff. They're not going to tell you to do things that's going to yeah. harm you or yeah. or affect your well-being. We talked a little bit at SoMoThatCon about... Sometimes, yeah, it should be hard. Like, yeah. you're burying your favorite shirt in honor of, you know, the goddess who yeah. might need that. I'm know. about to have to do some of that for protecting the house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do some stuff that I can refresh every once in a while, but I'm definitely going to do some stuff that's permanent in the yeah. ground. And it's going to be, I'm going to lose that thing. Yep. Because it is going to be in the ground. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Warding. 
episode seven. Still one of my favorites. <laughs> Maybe we should revisit it. Wording is still one of my favorite things to do, protection work. And altars, you can have a protection, an altar for protection. Heck yeah. You can have many altars around your property, whatever your property is. And Corey's talked about this before. When she, when you were in an apartment, your first apartment. Never again. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. But you can put them in pots, potted plants. In the corners. Yeah, you can put protection magic altars in potted plants. I mean, or having greenery on your altars. Mm -hmm. Certain goddesses really like that. And before I forget, the other thing I want to mention is if you have to combine your altar Mm -hmm. and you have a deity altar, please make sure you're not combining deities that have a history of not liking each other. (laughs) Make sure they are separate. Conflict. I had a great inspiration earlier today. Actually, we were when I, we were talking about like protection. Mm-hmm. If you are in an apartment and you can't carve sigils or you can't whatever, mm-hmm. um, painter's tape oh, that's is an great. excellent tool because you can put it down and it won't peel off the paint. That's right. So you can put on your tape and then draw your sigils on that, and then cover it with a doily or a potted plant. Or whatever. Painter's tape is your friend. Those pictures that you just mentioned may or may not have sigils on the back of several of them. Oh. Because <laughs> behind pictures is a really great place for Absolutely. That. Especially if you're in the broom closet. Yeah. Oh, especially. So that's another great thing. So I know how this wall of paintings that I've, or posters. Or prints, prints. The beautiful prints. Um, some of them are original paintings by Danny Antis, by the way. You should okay. check her out. Uh, and... I've been waiting for a long time to hang them up because I didn't have frames and I finally just caved and bought the cheapest frames. I was telling Corey right before we started recording, I was like, no, I don't really like them. But anyway, and now I love them. I love them. They're just glass with hooks on them. The the Princess Leia ones make me literally want to cry. Oh, I have I have a Princess Leia when she's young. From A New Hope and a Princess Leia from Force Awakens. And they're beautiful. That's thanks to Jordan at Friday's Tea Shop. It was an artist that they introduced me to. Well, it's beautiful, and I might have to get myself my own. (laughs) I think that's, I don't know. I feel like we could talk about, like, what ifs and, and like, get really granular with it. Yeah. Um, So we probably should stop. But if you are one of those witches who wants to share pictures of your altar, if no, that's okay. But if you want to, tag us, please. Tag us. We'd love to see. You've probably seen my altar on TikTok if you follow us on yeah. TikTok. That's my altar. It's in a new space now, but it's pretty much the same. There are a couple of altars I'm going to start to share. I think I've shared my uh, Astara mm-hmm. Spring Equinox. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, everybody. Check out the web episode. Yeah. The webisode? I'm drunk. <laughs> Check out the episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's well, it. Cool. Let's have, have some, fun. Send up some sparks, I think. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to send up, if it's okay, Mm -hmm. for me to go first. Do it. I'm going to send up Jason Mankey, who is so funny on YouTube. And he's the writer of a couple of them. But he's, I think it's called The Witch's Altar. And it's just a fabulous book. He also has written one called The Horned God, which is also amazing. And his YouTube channel, he is just funnier than heck. There's one episode that I was watching where it's like, thank you, thank you. And you hear all this cheering in the background. He's alone in his room. (laughs) It's like, thank you, thank you. No, no, I really, oh, no, stop, everybody, stop. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a hoot and a holler. So go check him out. And I don't know if he's on Instagram. 
If he is, I'll tag him. But he's definitely on YouTube and he has his own website and I'll make sure and put that in the show notes and Corey will put it in the tiles. I uh, also have a funny person to shout out this week. I'm shouting out a very funny guy that I've been watching on YouTube since like college. And for me, that's like, Jesus, that's like... It's not that long ago. It's like almost 12 years ago now can't dwell on that for too long right now (laughs) i'm too tired to really go there but uh his name is mike falzone Hmm. and he's done some really fun like comedic music but he's a stand-up comic and he recently did some shows and they were so funny but he does a podcast with his wife or fiance girlfriend i don't know if they're married yet but they're great they've been together forever and they do a podcast that's really really funny and i've just been seeing them a lot on my instagram and I just want to shout out Mike Falzone, like Calzone, but with an F. He's so funny. And if you're going to look him up, my first recommendation would be a YouTube video called, Hey, Shh, Don't. <laughs> and it's very funny. He used to do this thing where he would vlog around his neighborhood and it was he's, his comedic timing is just so good. And if you need a good laugh, like I did the last week or two, please go check him out because he's great. Sometimes men are awesome. <laughs> Mike Falzone's very good. Jason's really cool. Jason's really cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, please go, please go check him out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it for me. Yeah, me too. Thanks, everyone. I hope it was coherent. <laughs> <laughs> we make no promises for coherency no, here. No, no. My brain is kind of like a sit down and brainstorm one of those circles, and it goes off to that direction a word cloud. and off to that one. A word cloud. Thank yeah, you. My that brain's one. like a word cloud, too. Yeah, so this episode was probably a little bit like that since I, I was think, in charge of <laughs> I think we kept a pretty good through line. You finished all your sentences. We, oh, I know. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. Sometimes I go back and... She gets very excited. Them. She gets very excited and the ends of her sentences just fall off. It happens. It happens. Corey is so patient with me. I love you. <laughs> I I bring my own fun things to the table. No. So she's perfect. Everyone. Oh, stop that. No, no. No, no. Not at all. Well, hey everyone. Until next time. Be well. Harm none. And don't forget that you are magic. Thank you so much for listening, and we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes. You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out. You can catch us on Twitter at bonfirebabble or on Facebook at bonfirebabblepodcast or on Instagram at bonfirebabblepodcast, which is where we spend most of our time. Yes. We are also... Hooray! On TikTok now at Bonfire Babble Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, it's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up. And our website will also start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com. You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341. Seattle, Washington, 98116. We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle. The Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.